hockey warrior draft. My fantasy season just came to a crashing end. A crashing Ooh. end. Why? AJ Dillon? Uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones and uh, Christian Watson, my buddy, had the two of them. I had no one left on Monday Night Football. And it was looking fine until Jones scored that touchdown. And then it was a sweat. They picked, they, I mean, Watson had the pickup on that last drive. Jones came in and got some yards as well. And that was it. I lost the matchup by like two points. So, um, oh, that's a tough pill to swallow. Was it against one of your buddies? It is, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a fantasy league with uh, all my buddies from high school. We've been doing it for, I think we're in year four or five of a keeper at this point. So it's good. You Ooh. get you get some familiarity with rosters and like like I'm putting Austin Eckler and Kyler Murray back in the player pool for the first time in three years. Like I got a little emotional, you know, because I'm I'm losing uh, my guys, you know. Yeah, They've been I there feel for you me on that. For three years. Fantasy year football, after year after year. Fantasy do, do you play fantasy football? Do you ever play it? Like I I, I always wonder Do I ever guys, do yeah? I ever? Did well, you play it when you were in the God? League? Yeah. Uh no comment. No comment. Okay. That's fair. So you started playing fantasy football like quite recently. You've okay. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy football history. Here's my history, bro. Started yeah. with the boys. Manager Mark, who's listening in right now, he was in there. He was the commission of the league. We had a good league. All the boys back home. Um, and I'm currently in one league, not that one. Long story short, we had a friend. We had a couple of friends that were in the league. And they ruined the fucking league. They ruined the league. By, okay, we're out, let's drop players at a specific time and then accept cash under the fucking table. Like, what kind of scumbag pulls that move? Yo, let's pull, let's trade for someone. Awful trade on my end. And then debate to everyone why you made it. And then find out three weeks later that you got paid under the table for the trade as well. And then the worst case is that maybe the same guy the next year makes the final. And I find out that the two guys in the final shook hands and decided to split the cash oh. before the final was played. <laughs> We're oh, done. Nice. We're done. I mean, who are these yeah. clowns? No, you so, can't but, do that. Can I tell you one of the, the, the proudest moments that I've ever had as a friend? Please do. Um, yeah, we're getting laughing emojis from uh, from manager Mark. Mark yeah, was, yeah, manager Mark was in this. I mean, it was a fucking that was a fucking joke. However. As this podcast develops here, I think that you'll hear me bring up stories about my friend group in the Windsor-Essex County area. We don't all live there now, but that's kind of where we're all from. We're in an electric group chat. We've met Pudge. Pudge was one of them. You've met manager Mark. I mean, you got characters now. Luke Bellis is you're seeing. He's got a glimpse. Yeah. Okay. It's all, start, it's Van- all starting to make Bellis sense. Fantasy was worse than FIFA corruption. That's the note for manager oh. Mark right there. <laughs> It really was. So one of the proudest moments, and this does um, play a little bit into into football, so it can make the pod. Um, So I I would do these trips, Luke, and it started in year one. We came. This is a true story. We win the Super Bowl. I'm on cloud nine, right? I go back to Ontario, and we're like, dude, we got to party. What does a fresh 24-year-old who just won the Super Bowl do? We go party. And we throw an absolute rager. Manager Mark gets his suite. We got a nice Caesars Palace in Windsor, Ontario. And, oh, yeah. and it's a big night. It's a big I night. Have, All the boys I are have, out. Yeah. I have a player's card to that casino, by the way. We'll have to I love that. I love that. At some point. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the so casino it's a big in night. Windsor. I love that. And I've got to fly out the next day to do a appearance in Houston. 
So my parents come to the casino in the morning to pick me up. My mom works, walks into this huge suite and there's like random people in there that I don't even know. The place is completely fucking trashed. And my mom is beside herself. She's looking and says, you will never have another one of these parties again. And I said, maybe not in Windsor. And <laughs> from there, the fellas trip was born. Every single year, we would pick a new city and we would all be like, listen, we're going to be that friend group that stays in touch. And we're going to do it by going to a trip. And we all have to go no matter what the circumstance is. So the next year is Toronto. And then ended up being Los Angeles and Vancouver. We did a double trip the one year, not different times because we really enjoyed these trips. Back to fantasy football. Picture it all comes now. full circle. We go to El- Los Angeles, and um, a friend of mine who is a tight end on the Seahawks, Cooper Healthfit, is like, uh, is like, yo, you got to go to this restaurant, and this restaurant's called The Nice Guy. And he's like, tell your boys though. Don't take any photos. There's a lot of celebrities and shit in there. Blase, blase. Like, it's not that kind of restaurant. He's like, but trust me, it's a sick vibe. Your boys will love it. He's like, but they can't be starstruck. You follow me right now? Yeah. Okay, I'm you following get to you. town, bro. Ten dudes at the nice guy. For anyone who's ever been there in L.A., you're probably like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ten Windsor boys. We sit down. This would have been 2013, 2015, maybe, maybe spring of 2016. And the booth beside us is Kanye West and Russell Westbrook. I kid you not. And I'm like, oh, I mean, bro, we're screwed. We're getting kicked out of here. And I've already given them the chat, like, bro, don't take any photos of anyone. Yeah, be cool. Yes. One of the proudest moments of my life, every one of my boys was like, oh, shit, that's Kanye and Westbrook. Cool. Can we get another shot of whiskey? <laughs> Nobody gave a shit, dude. And this is, I don't want to say it's a nice establishment, but it's a little upscale and we're just mucking it up. Like the waitress comes over and like, do you have shots of honey Jack? <laughs> just like, <laughs> what the fuck? No, we don't have shots of fucking honey Jack Daniels. Be like, oh, what about Jameson? And she's like, yeah, we don't carry Jameson here. Fast forward. We end up having just a fucking great night with the boys. And one of the, the manager slash owner of the restaurant comes over and he's like, Luke, man, can you come over here for a second? You come over. I'm like, what's up? He's like, you know, there's only an hour and a half time limit on this table. I'm not, I'm not making this shit up, Luke. Okay. He's like, I know you're, you're getting ready to leave. He's like, but is there any way I can convince you and your boys to stay for 30 minutes? And I'm like, we're having the time of our lives. We're fucking crushed. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why? He's like, well, uh, Kylie Jenner and Justin Bieber have the table after you and they just text me and said they're running 30 minutes late and I can't have a table empty for 30 minutes because all the people at the bar will be like, why didn't you give me that table? So if I gave you a couple pizzas, can you stay for 30 extra? And I'm like, boss, how about you just give us a round of 10 shots and we'll call it even. And he starts dying. He's like, what kind of shots do you want? And of course, at that point, I think we were drinking bullet rye. That's all they had there. Yeah. Fast forward, guy comes back with the bullet rye. He's like, hey, man. He's like, you remind me of my boys in New York. He's like, any chance you want to play in a fantasy football league? We need one more no guy. Way. <laughs> no way. Gonna, it, it, in, in the, I, I, I've sworn to secrecy with who's in this league. There is a couple of famous actors in it. it it's quite comical. 
And in this league, I have now played for, I think, six to seven years straight. I've won it twice. I've been in the playoffs every fucking year. The league is not great, and I let them know that. The guys make a lot of questionable decisions. And this year, I won the Reggie season and got the bye. And the best part was my team underperformed this week. So I would have been bounced from the playoffs if it wasn't for the bye. And I know it was a long-winded story, and I'm expecting a note from manager Mark here in the corner telling me to shut the fuck up. That's a true story, and that's the fantasy football league I play in. And and we're going to let it Man, and I'm going to win it again. <laughs> as much as I'd like to dive into your fantasy football um, endeavors, it, so you're, you're sitting there. You're playing it cool, right? There's Kanye yeah, West, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Russell Westbrook. You're playing it cool. Yes. Is there yes. is there any part of you that's like, I wonder if they'll like appreciate that we're not giving a fuck and like. Okay, this never know. is going to sound. This is going to sound really bromantic, but to me, this like bond that I have with my boys back home, and we're all so different, bro. Politically, we have very different ideals. Job wise, there's very, you know, a crazy variety of different jobs where people live. Like, it's not like a group of hockey players. There's a couple soccer dudes, there's a couple, let's call it hockey guys. Um, you know, there's, a football dude, we two ex-pro athletes, one guy in the MLS, oh, they're all Canadian, one guy, myself, you know, and a couple engineers. So when we get these moments, it's like seeing them is more like enjoyable than like seeing Drake. And like we don't see each other that often. And we're, we're the group chat is live every day. And we always say, who needs enemies when you have friends like mine? So yeah, I know where you're probably thinking, like, yo, dude, Kanye West is sitting beside us. This was 2018, not current day Kanye. Yeah, yeah. But, like, for us, it was like, holy shit, we all have gotten out of LaSalle, Ontario, and we're in fucking West Hollywood right now, and we're about to have the time of our lives, and the boys are together, and we got a house in the hills. This is incredible. <laughs> so that's kind of more of the energy we're on. That's that's understandable. That's That's understandable. Fuck Drake, and, my and boys, the guppy my, cup is I'm on with the line. My boys. The guppy the cup is on the line, bro. And there's the gu- nothing. The, yeah. The guppy. The guppy cup? Yeah. The guppy cup is the most coveted trophy in Essex County. You're probably wondering what the guppy cup is. Yeah, please fill fill every trip that we go in. on. We have a physical trophy that has a guppy fish on it. In the World Cup ball on the top, like the little golden ball. <laughs> and we hand it out to the trip MVP and we plaque uh-huh. it with the city and the year. And you might think, like, oh, it's just funny. It's not funny, bro. The fact I have I'm yet to win a guppy cup, runner up a couple times. I feel really? like fucking Lionel Messi at the World Cup right now. Like, I am not an official fella until my name is on that trophy. Yeah. That's just big facts. You, I, I mean, I, I just became aware of the Guppy Cup 90 seconds ago, but I'm quite shocked to learn that you don't have several just up on the wall. It You've says a lot Pudge, about the group. Bro. It says a lot about the group. That's what I was going to say. I don't I really have think it's my Pudge. performance. I have met Pudge, and the, the very limited experiences I have with manager Mark, he seems like a, an yeah, absolute the, riot. The just problem is... Riot. Remember the flag story? Wait for her. Remember the flag story about 
our guy Mario. Yes. The fastball high and tight. Yes. Mario from the years 2013, let's call it to 2018, because now the game's passing by. Bringing Mario Dury on a fellas trip was like bringing Babe Ruth to Yankee Stadium, bro. This man, this man was unbeatable. This man was, un- thank you, calling his shots, pointed out, shot. hit the dinger. I mean, Babe Ruth had more homers in a season than most rosters combined did. That's That was the kind of competition I was going up against. Like, you had to have Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame trip to even be considered against Dury. The guy is a goat. <laughs> but the times. game... But the game has passed him by, unfortunately. And and Luke, to segue us into into football, I'm starting to wonder if the game of football is uh is has gone by Bill Belichick. No, I'm not. Um, I'm not. That that's not how I'm going to dive into that. But we got to talk laterals. We got to talk laterals. We got to talk. What what's going on here? The with Jacoby Myers yesterday, Rasul Douglas on Monday night. Like, what's with guys yeah. all of a sudden? Just, just these. Protect the ball. Like, what's going on here? I, I don't know. You know, and I would say that uh, Pete Carroll, as far as, like, creativeness, as far as, like, guys, like, being allowed to play freely and kind of not make things up, but, like, you know, push the envelope a little bit, is probably the most lenient coach in the NFL. And one of the first things he said when he got there is, don't ever lateral the fucking ball unless it's a hook and ladder. I don't ever want to see that shit. Because the reality is the stats don't lie. And those stats say that if you win the turnover margin, your percent chance of winning this league is outrageously high. If you have a plus two, I think it's like somewhere in the eighty mid-80s. Plus three, and I want to say in the 90s. So the idea that you have the ball and you're going to leave it unprotected for any reason is wild, dude. And there's so many things that can go wrong. This isn't rugby. That's the way the game's played. The reality is that even if you think, hey, here's a guy, he's running, I'm going to make this pitch. Okay, the way you hold the ball in rugby is you're kind of there ready to throw it off, right? And everyone's looking for it. In football, you got that shit high and tight. So now all of a sudden you've got to like manipulate it into a throwing motion. Grip yeah. it, turn. Dudes are trying to kill you at this point. So even if you go to pitch it and you get clipped, now all of a sudden it goes on a bad angle. And the last but final piece of this thing is you don't know what the person you're pitching it to is thinking. Again, like I bring the situation up where I'm like, all right, Luke, let's say you have the ball and you and me are on the same team and you've got the ball and you're fighting for extra yards. The yeah. last thing on my mind is, Big Ball's belly is about to pitch this shit to me. I'm trying to find a block. So now here I am, chugging a deal, boom, 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 and you pitch the ball at me. Even if it's right in my chest, there's a split second where I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, like, and that's when mistakes happen. We saw it with Reggie Bush in the 2006 National Championship. See if producer Alec can get that bad boy clip up. Shout out Pete Carroll going for Shout a repeat. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush making shit up. I mean, you just don't do it. And you certainly don't do it when the game is tied with no time left and you call a draw. You called a draw, bro. 
You didn't call a hook and ladder. Ramondre Stevenson, that shit is wild. Wild. And then he goes to Jacoby, which is even, it's like, hold my beer, boss. You want to pitch yeah. it to me? Bro. Watch this. So how much How yeah. much percentage? Yeah, so for those of you listening. So hear me out. Hear me out. Can we clip? pause this for a sec? Producer Alec, yeah. can we pause it for one sec? Ooh. Can we go back maybe like 10 seconds? The game's tied, bro. This isn't a hook and ladder. When we would run this stuff like, yo, let's say we're down five and we want to run a hook and ladder because it's too far to throw a Hail Mary. Okay, it yeah. looks like, I can't tell, but you look like Jacoby Meyer at the top. Basically, he would run the hook and or is that Aglor on the bottom here? Devontae Parker? I can't Aguilar, really tell. Parker, I don't know. Okay, whoever it is. One of the outside cats runs the hook and the other guys get in pitch relation. And then everyone else also gets in quote-unquote pitch relation. You might have a couple O-linemen that are pitch. like, okay, you guys are going to go lead the charge. But when I say pitch relation, that – yeah, talk to me. I was going to say pitch that relation uh, for the people that didn't play in the NFL. behind him. You can't pitch the ball forward. Get behind him. Get to a spot where you're far enough away where it's not a handoff, but you're also close enough where you're not Jacoby Myers throwing it 33 yards across the field. Yeah. And it's like, if you're a skill guy, get in pitch relation. If you're an O-lineman, try and get in someone's way. Facts. You also don't want a hook and ladder ever when you're tied. That's no. not a thing. It's not a thing. No, I, 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 I could count on like one hand how many times I've been watching football for my whole life, how many times I've seen a lateral in like a tie game. The only times you ever yeah. see laterals, right, are – Near the end of the game, they're losing. There's literally nothing else to lose. It's like, hey, fuck it. We can start lateraling. You Again, you see it every now and then where it's like Travis Kelsey will flip something like that. But how often are you guys practicing end of game stuff like that quickly? And then I want to circle back here and get going to this play. your thoughts on this. But yeah, yeah. Saturdays. Saturdays, tennis shoes. That, that, that's the whole chasing Every Saturday, stuff? tennis shoes. And it would be one time. Like, hey, probably won't use this. Saturday is a day. I've told this a couple of times on here. You're chasing ghosts, bro. Things you yeah. don't think happen, but just in case they come up, let's all just know what to do. And the reality is, hook and ladder is one. We're not going to spend time practicing on a hook and ladder. Yeah. Okay. Not at full speed. So it's like, yo, boss, here it is. We're going to go. And I mean, we might, let me rephrase that. You might do it one time in camp, you know, and you're definitely not doing it against your defense because that's how injuries happen on plays like this, you know, weird movement, shit like that. So it's like, hey, here we go. Let's focus in. This is a situation. We're going to call the hook and ladder. Boom. We would do it once a week, and we would always joke because we would throw it to like an old lineman it, to walk into the end zone and see if the old lineman could catch and shit. But again, like you get in pitch relation. Alec, can we fire that back up? I'm sorry, boss. Okay, yeah, play so yeah. this shit. First and yeah, foremost, this. this is not a hook and ladder. It's a fucking draw. There's no time left. Matt Patricia calls a draw, a safe play. It's conservative guy. All of a sudden, what? Pause. Back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back to where Ramondre's got it. Bruh, look at this pitch. There is one, two, three, four, dude, three behind him, and one in front of him that Mike could just come smoke him. This is wild, bro. I don't even know, like... To me, if you're going to make this thing, you turn and throw it to – you zip one to Henry. Like, to make this pitch play it, this is crazy that this even worked out. This is what I'm saying. Whoa! Whoa! And he gets smoked. 
And now it's like Jacoby's like, fuck it. Cue the circus. And you can't really tell. But what do you think Matt Patricia's saying in the background right now? Let's see if we can see his live reaction. Can we rewind it two seconds and see if there's any? It's blurry, but there's a shock. There we go. Play it. Oh, he was like clapping his hands together. And and do you think he's saying stop or get down? Stop. I would be yelling, get down, get down. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I I would be yelling like, hey, like, get down, get down, get down. Like, I'm like, I would clap. For the sake of audio, but yeah, I would be hands up saying stop. Myers like... gets fucking drilled there and puts the most perfect watch Myers get hit when he when he throws his shit. One, two, three, Whoa. boom. See ya. <laughs> right in the jail. Oh, got him. See ya. <laughs> Bro. And like shout out Henry for trying to chase this down. He, you know, must be a big coach's guy right there, trying to get his on film, a little hustle play. He threw the ball squarely to Chandler Jones, who then ran over Mac Jones into a touchdown, into the Patriots missing the playoffs. That is fucking outrageous, bro. The only thing I can think of that is crazier than that is Leon Lett. Leon Lett in the snow game when Miami kicked a field goal. If Alec can get that one up too, that to me, the three ones that I think of are the Reggie Bush lateral in the national championship game. I think it was 2006 and the Leon Lett blocked field goal to win the game, and then he goes to try and pick it up, and he slips. Those are the three that I think of that are the worries in football. Like biggest boneheaded plays, yeah. Like just you look at it, and you're like, how can you make that decision? I don't know. I I mean, I don't know. There's there's one for me that kind of stands out, um, and just for absolutely, like, Poor producer Alec bringing up this memory. But do you remember um, that Broncos-Ravens game with the Flacco Hail Mary in the playoffs? The, the year the Ravens won the too, Super Bowl. Uh, it was too, uh, again, producer I know. Alec should, uh, should know this. The, but. the cat that um, he returned all the kicks. He returned yeah, all the kicks, too. Fa- Smith? Fast Smith? As shit. Smith? Was it? Was his last name? Oh, boy. See if I can be producer Alex to this one. Either way, while he pulls that up, uh, I'll never get the image of Tony Carter. Yeah, Jacoby, Jacoby Jones. Jones. Smith. I don't know what I'm thinking of. I'll never get the image of Tony Carter just like backtracking and like thinking that he had like a total read on it and the ball just sails right over his head. And right uh, this, bro. And there's Jacoby Jones just walking into the end zone. Again, that's at least it's a bad read, bro. Yeah. Like the the three plays I'm talking about, I'm like, bro, what on earth, man? It is wild to me. Wild. Uh producer Alex said he had a couple of clips for us to take a look at. Wanted us to do a little which is worse. So we'll do that. And then let's dive into uh my favorite game, one sentence or less. We'll we'll, we'll fly through the uh the weekend's action. Bev is we'll not seeing here. that, by the way. He's seeing it in real time. Oh, my God. This is the worst play in the history of football. Bev is not seeing that and calling in the play uh, in the headset because unless there was time on the play clock, the actual – if you can pause for a sec, Alec. The headset cuts out after a certain time. So offensive yeah. coordinators can't talk to 
quarterbacks after a certain time and the play clock is gone. But to me, this is the worst. We're about to watch the worst decision in the history of the NFL. And I don't know how you could even make a worse decision than this. I Yeah. Can we set the stage? Pete Stojanovic. It's snowing out. You've got a field goal. Was I don't know if it was to tie or win the game. Bruh. They go. Blocked. blocked. Ding. Game over. There's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones going nuts. We're going to see we're going to see Mike Irvin and Troy Aikman hug in a sec. Game's over. Big. There it is, right? Game's over, Luke. Yeah. The game is over. Run off the field and celebrate. Leave. Go into the locker room. It's cold. Hey, go get changed. Don't do this. Do not do what play this shit, dude. It's the worst decision I've ever seen in the NFL. Here we go. From the top. <laughs> From the top. It's snowing. Pist- pistol Pete Meritage. Water pistol. I wonder Pete. if Manager Mark has seen this. Manager Mark, can you put in the chat? Have you seen this? Boom. It's blocked. blocked. No, Mark, watch this. Oh, I hope you're watching. I don't know if you're just listening. Jerry celebrating. Big hug. Troy. Irvin. Big win. Celebrating a big win. Oh. What's going on? Uh Uh-oh. What the fuck? What's going on? Oh, don't worry. We'll get a replay. I've seen this numerous times. Refs got to discuss. What's going on? What's going on? My guy, Leon Lett. Mark, this is the wildest thing. Again, boom. End of the game. Blocked. All done. Run away. Everybody. See them all? Screaming, Peter, Peter. A guy tried to scoop and score. Like, Bing, he he slips and kicks it. I, like, bro, this is a touchdown for the Dolphins, and they win the game. The game is this is this is a touchdown. Slip, Bink. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't a TD. Sorry. Oh no, they kicked a field goal, and I thought they called it a TD. So, I've got it wrong this whole time. Either or, they kick a field goal in the next play and win the game. This Nuts. isn't as bad, but it's up there. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but USC, pause it. Has this won. is the uh, yeah, this is the Vince Young this game. Is, this is the Vince Young game. USC has won two natties in a row. I believe the only team that potentially was about to three-peat. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that they would be the only team to ever win three straight national championships. Pete Carroll, the boys, they come out, they slap one. They slap one 7 nothing against Texas. Everybody thinks Texas has no shot. Here we go. Screen ball. Reggie, Bush. Boom. Got him. Boom. I'm out the gate. Boom. I'm down to the to- – oh. I'm going to pitch that shit to the fucking – what looks like to me a walk-on tight end. Bro, it was about to be first down and 10 from the 19, and you're up 7 nothing. And again, this kind of goes to my point of the whole beginning. He gets hit. The window kind of closes. He can't pitch it. 48. It Again, pitching into a guy wearing 48. Prime example, Alec Reed. 48's not expecting it. 
And we all know it was in this game, bro. And you cannot tell me that this didn't take points off the board. Oh, yeah. And, like, like the pitch, he, he pitches it forward, basically. That's the correct. other part. Because this... Because your your momentum's taking you forward. That even when you're trying, it's just it's oh. I'd never actually seen this play before today. This is, I know uh, this crazy. Everybody upsetting. talks about the Vince Young TD at the end of the game, right? Yeah, that's the I college football thing when Vince Young runs it in. But it's like that's the funny thing about football. Even that last play of the game, you know, you think of the one we just watched with the Seahawks at the end of the Super Bowl. So many things happen in these games that lead to that moment. And well, this yeah, one like was the, a bonehead move. The curse catch right before that, right? Like kicking his feet. Yes. Uh, like kicked his unbelievable. feet. Very bad. And then let's see let's see the third one producer Alec we can both can both be sad here from the 30. Like what do you what are we doing here? Just, Listen man, I hate to be that guy. But what if you're going to put that up with a bad, bad ball judgment, you might have to throw the two-pointer up in the NFC Championship. I mean, well, I'll happily watch that two-pointer. I'll happily watch that. That's that's bad, bad judgment. I mean, 32 is one, but also uh, 26. 26, I, Tony again, Carter. Okay, let's see and how that, let's so, go quick. Yeah, this, go ahead. This, Mind you, this play happened at a time when uh, the internet was a little different. When this play happened, Twitter was a like a, a horrible place to be the night of this game. Like these poor guys were just getting the worst. Like I feel like that's kind of I like Twitter is still Twitter. We can get into that later, but I feel like just in terms of like the attacks. It, it's not like it used to be because that was what like 10 years ago yes <laughs> the early 2010s were a scary place on the internet very very scary you have the what on earth this is wild to me in the one play there and then we got a full half of that from the indianapolis colts on saturday the indianapolis colts who became the biggest losers in the history of the nfl um on saturday Blowing a thirty-three to nothing lead at the half against the Minnesota Vikings. And My, can I be honest, Luke? Just can I can I keep dumping on you? Yeah, not surprising. With the, with the way the Titans are playing, oh, that this division was wide open, bro. Yeah. No, like I know. What, what is the Colts' record right now? Four nine and one, I think. Yeah, I mean they go to five eight and one. Like the reality is. Seven and seven Titans aren't winning this division. No, they aren't. No, they're really, they would have been, I believe, half a game out of Jacksonville, who's probably going to win the division. Oh, tough, uh, tough, I'm, time, tough time. I'm well aware. I'm well aware. I so <laughs> I'm not proud of this. I'm not proud of this. But when I when I go into my FanDuel, my uh, my FanDuel Canada app, and I click this yes, I'm fit to play button, and I pull up my active wagers. Here's a $5 wager. Placed it 2.05 in the afternoon on Saturday. I believe the Colts are up by at least 20 at this point. Maybe 24. Indianapolis Colts division winner. Five bucks. Pays 200. Oh. Oh, you hate to see it. Oh, 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 oh. It's 
so my my question to you about a game like that. Yeah. Do you feel the momentum flip while playing the game? Because it seems like while watching it, you can sometimes just watch a game and go, oh, that muffed punt. Well, not even like a muffed punt, like a missed extra point, a kick hits the upright, a dropped pass, a fourth down stop. You just feel these momentum swings, right? Like you can see, you can feel them through the television. What's what are you feeling in, in, a, in a comeback like that if you're the Minnesota Vikings? Something starts to click and you just start riding with it. And on the flip side, so, yeah. how does it not stop the bleeding? In a, in a way, early, uh, this is what I say. Um, the only comeback that I can really think of in my time, which was a strange one, and it was the first time that I had this kind of energy at all because in college, we weren't very good. So it was like, shit, the moment we started losing, we are like, fuck, here it goes again. My rookie year, we are, I think, eight and one. And we play the 0 and 9 Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, led by Mike Glennon. Oh. They come out and slap us. I believe it was 21 nothing, and we got a field goal at the half to make it 21 to three. It might have been 21 nothing at the half. I was like, holy shit. And uh, we wanted to have, and Pete was like, okay, hear me out. Let's be honest now. He's like, not the way we planned this one to go. He's like, but we're going to come back, and we're going to win this game. He goes, but I'm going to tell you right now, we can only do that. We cannot score 18 points all at once. He's like, do you got the stats up? Was I right? Was it 21-3 at the half? I'm pulling it up right now. I'm trying to just get get. This would have been the 2013 season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Mike Bay Glennon. Buccaneers. 21-7. Okay, so he might have scored right at the half then. Yeah, Jermaine Curse. Right? Jermaine Curse with a buck 40 left in the second quarter. There we go. There we go. So I was close. So it's 21-7, and Pete's like, bro, we, we can't get all these points back at once. We're going to have to do it one play at a time. So in a weird way, how the momentum starts is you really simplify it. And you're like, you know what? We got nothing to lose. We're supposed to lose now. You're not supposed to come back from 14th to half, right? One play at a time. And it's like, boom, you know, you have a 10-yard pass. And you're like, hey, we're just playing ball, seeing what happened. Like, we're always going to fight. One play at a time. Boom. Next thing you know, it's like you get one. And you're looking up. You're like, okay. But on both sides of the ball, you, you basically simplify it like, you got nothing to lose because technically you should already have lost. But the reality is, if you're on the, we ended up coming back and winning that game in overtime, I believe 27 24. Did I nail that? 27 24. They were, so they, they were up 27 21 at the half. They kicked a field goal five minutes into the third. Sorry, they were up 21 7. 24 yes. to 7. Yes. Then they were up then 24 we, to 7. And then the comeback yeah. began. The so, comeback yeah, started. Yeah. Not a 33-0 comeback. And and this is what I'll say about the 33-0 comeback. As much as it's on the Vikings because they had to make a ton of plays, yeah, you have to place blame on the Colts because the reality is there's only so much time in these games. And what I mean by that is, hey, let's say it's 33-14. You know, at some point I think it was 33-14 in this Colts-Vikings game, or I think it might have been 33-16. It was some weird numbers out there, whatever it was. Yeah, it's like, bro, you sit there, you look at on the sideline, you talk to the boys, 
and you say, let's put our foot on their throats. I was laughing because I was texting uh, Brian Hayes, my new teammate on the overdrive. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, boss, we need to put our foot on the Rams throats right here. We had the Packers cover covering at night. Yeah. And they did. And then if you listen to the Aaron Rodgers post-game interview, maybe producer Alec can put that out there. But he says something. I think it's with Lisa Salters. Does that sound right? And he's like, yep. yeah, we had a lot of opportunities to put this team away, and we didn't until that last drive. That is a huge thing that was spoken about in NFL locker rooms, putting teams away. You got a four-point lead. You got a seven-point lead. You, you got a 10-point lead in the quarter and you blow it, it's as much on the motherfucking offense as it is the defense. We were not a high-scoring offense in Seattle the year we won the Super Bowl. But we had this thing. We were going to wear him down. Tom Cable, our line coach, would always say this shit. We're going to take Marshawn, and we're going to wear him down with three-yard gains, four-yard gains. Even if we don't get a two-yard gain, it's going to be physical as fuck. They got to bring down Marshawn Lynch. 35 times, 40 times a game, you got to tackle Marshawn Lynch. And now all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, they're like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. And then we break off six-yard runs, and then seven, and then a 15, and then a 20. And now all of a sudden, we go on a nice seven-and-a-half-minute drive when we're up 10, or even up five, or four, yeah. or three in the fourth and quarter. The and it's over. like, damn, game's over. Yeah, Game's over. We choked them out. A huge thing in the NFL. Huge thing. And, yeah, that's that's really like like that ability to run the ball. I just looked at it. You guys, on average, ran it 31 times a year, your rookie season, on average. Wild, right? So that's, yeah. On and average. That's, and that's just such a luxury late in the game to just be like, let's just go, let's just go pick up a couple of first downs. And the Colts didn't have Jonathan Taylor, so – you know, there's that difference maker maybe in the fourth quarter, late in the third, where it's like the game's getting away from us. Hey, just give him the ball three, four times, let him extend some drives. Because you're up 33 nothing. My biggest thing there is like the clock. The clock is just, it's always going to be your friend. Keep it running, 100%. keep it moving. Keep and it moving, keep the clock running. Simple throws. Game. And again, yeah. as a tight end who had a couple catches that year, it doesn't really take much when you when you can run the ball. What I mean by that is, I mean, I remember numerous times when you have Marshawn Lynch, it's like everyone's focused on trying to stop this fucking run game. Yeah, all of a sudden we run a slam flat on the backside. You know, it's a weak side zone, meaning it's away from the tight end. Russ does a half rollout. I pretend like I'm blocking. I take three steps out. I catch the ball. I get six, seven yards. Now it's second three, and you got Marshawn Lynch. You know what's happening? We're getting three yards in two plays. I'll tell you that much. Probably in one. Yep. It's just, again, you drown teams. So I got to say, like, for Jeff Saturday, for his Colts, for Matt Ryan, to not be able to, even if you get a couple first downs, keep the clock moving, you know, kill any little hope, it's bad ball. It's bad ball. Yeah. And then oh, I, there was a fourth and inches call with a Matt Ryan QB sneak. I, I didn't, didn't need get to it. Yeah. see that. Um, I really like Jeff Saturday. He seems awesome. He was a great center for Peyton Manning. I don't know if he's the guy to be the head coach here. 
uh, for the Colts. I know we were both pretty hot on him early. I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn because I think he kind of, I think he might kind of stink as a head coach. Um, doesn't <laughs> see, doesn't seem to know how to use his timeouts late in games, and doesn't the seem timeout the best thing at, was bad at, at managing a lead. But that's you gotta you gotta figure that stuff out. I I don't know. I, I think, like him so. Yes, I think he's but. a good coach, but needs a lot of work at some of the things you don't do as a player, like yeah. quote unquote managing timeouts. Like the chess match of being up 30 points in the NFL, being up 14 points in the fourth quarter. Okay, we had a 33-point lead. Now it's a 14-point lead. Like there's a chess match to how you call the games, how you manage situations. Like the reality is when it comes to that side of the game as a footballer, it's very, very, not simple, but it's very different. Like my, this was my thought. Okay, let's go to my second year. I'm out there. I obviously know the score of the game. And you go out there, and you know the general theme of what we're trying to accomplish. Hey, man, today's my role is generally this. We're doing a ton of quick game today. Or my rookie year, yo, I was our backup guy my rookie year, but we're, we're playing Alden Smith in the Niners. We need to chip Alden Smith. We need to cut him. We need to run – uh, cross blocks, we call it a crunch. Some people call it divide zone with the tight end. Like my job today, Alden Smith's gonna make plays. But my job is to tr- give him different looks, help the tackle out, you know, get physical with him. Again, Alden's my buddy. He'd probably laugh when I say that because he was a beast. But the reality is, it's like, okay, my job today is I'm stretching the field. I gotta clear these routes out for Doug or Jermaine underneath. Or today, I've got six or seven looks. It's like you go in there and it's like, okay, boom. My thought process, down in distance. Oh, it's second and four, or it's third and five. Crunch time here. Third and five. What are the what do they usually like to play? Okay, third and five, 99% chance for calling a pass. Okay, boom, here's the pass. What's the concept we're running? What's the coverage I'm looking at? I mean, this comes after like, let's get lined up, you know? Yeah. I'm not thinking oh. like, yo, there's three minutes on the clock, should we be doing this? Should we be doing yeah. that? The only time a I ever questioned a play call in my life and was surprised by it. Mm-hmm. Take a guess. Did, did it come in the Super Bowl? Yes. That was the only time in my entire career, every play I ever played, where I was like in the huddle and I was like, holy shit, that's kind of weird. I didn't say I, it out loud. Yeah, I got a Only I got time. a buddy of mine, my old roommate. He just he just moved out a couple months ago. Um, yeah, he, he's got a take on that play. I would love for him to give him give you his pitch on why that was the right call. I would just like to see how that conversation goes. I, I wholeheartedly disagree with him, but he like we have nights where he and I just we start talking ball, Bro, and it always comes up. Is your like, buddy Dude, awake right now? Uh he might be. I actually I don't know. I can see. Send him a fucking text and send him a fucking link. I can't wait to hear this shit. Let me see. Bro, I hope he's awake. You're telling me you have a buddy that can rationally argue us throwing the ball on second and goal from the half yard line to eventually lose the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think like the 
if and I don't want to misquote him here, but I, I think his take is basically it took the greatest play in the history of the Super Bowl to blow up that play. So okay, so here's one. I, I, I don't really divulge this information, but uh I'm gonna divulge which might change your buddy's mind. This is the toughest part of that play for me, Luke. Okay. And, and preferably I want to say this, man or uh Producer Alec, I don't even want to clip this for social media. Only people who listen to the cast get to hear this one. Okay? Is that fair? This is, this so, is our safe space. The week before, two weeks before, we're, we're playing Packers in the championship. And Daryl Bevel, who was a tremendous offensive coordinator. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That guy was fucking goat. Okay? And now we're seeing it. Now we're seeing what this... Yeah, and you know what I'm saying. Okay, Daryl Bevel is a goat in this league. Walks in on Wednesday morning, and he goes, boys, you've got to tell it's going to happen, and we're going to score a touchdown. And he never did this shit. Like, it wasn't his goal. And he's like, listen, for some reason, in almost every single game, Dom Capers will call cover zero anywhere. Not in the red zone, not on a third and long or third and short or, or a specific situation. It could be on our own 20. It could be on their 20. It could be at midfield. It could be first down, second down, third down. Down distance doesn't matter. He will call it once a game. It's bizarre. No rhyme or reason. Just throw it in there. He goes, and for those of you who don't know cover zero, it's a very risky thing. They basically send the house. Everybody is in man coverage, and there's no safety help on the top. So when there's no safety help on the top, they always play inside leverage because now as a cover guy, the sideline is your friend. If you get beat, if you're outside leverage on a dude, they run in the middle of the field, you're screwed. Bev comes in and goes, Tremont Williams plays outside leverage during this call. I've never seen anything like it. He goes, we're going to check to 50 Cobra. 50 was a protection. Cobra was this route concept. He goes, I don't give a damn what personnel we're in. Every single person on this offense is going to know what to do, where to go. If we're in base personnel with a fullback and a tight end, we're, you better know where you're going. Sure as shit, we get to overtime. We're in 22 personnel with a fullback. Yeah, Bruiser Alec might have to pull this one up. He might have to pull this one up. Yeah. I'm on the line of scrimmage. Opposite me is Tony Moyaki. And I hear us go, easy, easy. Check 50, check 50, Cobra, Cobra. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. We're on the 40 yard line ish, somewhere in there. We've got one wide out on the field. Will Tukuafu, our. That 295-pound fullback splits out to go play the X receiver. Okay. And by the way, blocks, which should have been blocking downfield. So Bev was probably irate at that. I run the world's shittiest corner out because I know there is a 0% chance that I'm getting the ball. And I want to watch to see if it actually works. Okay. Okay. And sure as shit. Curse catches it on the inside shoulder of Tremaine John or Tremaine Williams. The first guy down there to celebrate is your boy, 
and we go right to the Super Bowl. Fast forward. Bev walks in. Oh, I, can't, I can't make this shit up, bro. Oh, boy. Wednesday, the next week, where it's not Super Bowl week yet, but we're putting it, we're prepping it. Yeah. Boys, just a head up. We have a incredible matchup if we go to jumbo personnel on the goal line. We haven't ran goal line all year. We don't even have goal line personnel. We do it. We would run zone reads. This was back in the rust day. We'd run a we'd go to eleven personnel. We'd run a zone read. I would arc the DN. Russ would read the DN. He either hand it to Marshawn or Russ would run it in against Green Bay. Again, we'll go back to Green Bay. We ran this play twice for a TD. Once I think we handed it to Marshawn, and once Russ pulled it right in. It's very tough to defend when you have a guy who can run it like that. So he goes, when we get down there, we're going to jumbo personnel, goal line left. Marshawn is playing fullback. Robert Turbin is playing halfback. And we're going half, sorry, fullback at zero. Max Unger is going to snap the ball to Russ. Russ, you're going to pivot out of the way. So you're not even going to pick a side. You're going to put the ball out, dead center behind Max Unger. And it's basically like our version of a quarterback sneak. And except with Marshawn gets to pick anyway. Are you conceptualizing this? Yep. Sure as shit. Marshawn gets tackled on the half yard line. First thing that pops in my head. Holy fuck, Bev did it again. He did it again. <laughs> We're going to stroll out here with goal line personnel. They haven't seen this shit all year. Patricia's yeah. probably what the fuck is this? And Marshawn Lynch is going to be at fullback. And we're going to hand that shit off, and we're going to celebrate back-to-back, and the dynasty begins. And then all of a sudden, it was like 11 personnel. And I'm like, okay, they didn't want to call it. We're going to run our zone read. And I'm in the huddle like, and the zone read was a very easy play for me to block. Because, again, I got to arc the D end and block a DB who was always smaller than me. And the reality was he didn't have enough space. So even if he picked a side, Russ would react. Yeah. So yeah, ideally I'd like to block him outside shoulder, but if he decides to jet out there, I push his little ass out there. Russ comes right underneath. We need two, we need a half yard. Yeah. The guy's in a no win. I'm like, oh bro, here comes 94 re, or we you might have called it 94 buck. Nah, fam. We were throwing that shit. And your boy thinks that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And it, we'll have to get him on. We'll have to get him on because he'll stand his ground. I'm on your side. He makes a compelling argument, but I am I am on your side. That's um that's tough. So yeah, here's uh, so this is Okay. This is this is back it up, back it up, back it up. We gotta back it up, bro. You're gonna die laughing. Yeah, yeah. See, see how much we got on this. Yeah. Go right, pause it at the snap. Okay, so he's going we can't hear right now, but pause it. So this originally was, I believe, a run play. And if you look at the top of the screen, that's a 295-pound fullback. He was in the I formation. So we had two tight ends hand down, I formation. And for some reason, Dom Capers was like, fuck it, cover zero. And again, you can see at the bottom of the screen, you can kind of tell here, Tremaine Williams. Is it Tremont Williams? Tremont Williams. Yeah, it's slightly outside coverage on curse. So the idea was run right through his inside shoulder. Again, there's no safety in the middle of the field. You're going to yeah. see the guy who looks like he might be shifting over there. Ha ha Clinton Dix. Yeah. Covering me. I run one of the worst routes of all time. 
And then we're going to actually call producer Alec in because I feel like producer Alec could be a referee. You tell me, producer Alec. I want you to watch. Don't watch the player. Watch the top of the screen and our fullback and tell me if you think this is a penalty. Play it. I mean, they're not going to call it. That's good hand fighting. No, that's good I like hand that. It's good no. hand fighting. He lets oh, him play. He lets him play. Good hand fighting. Yeah. Yeah, let him play. So, again, let him play. Let him play. So, play. no flag. Again, you can see me looking right there. I'm like, holy shit. I'm looking back. <laughs> I don't even see it on the screen right there. I'm like, bro, we've been to win this shit. We're the 35. And then play this all the way and see if it goes all the way on this thing. I don't even, like, I run the, I don't even put my foot in the ground. I remember, like, bro, bro, let's get this play over. Boom. I just bleed into it. And then I turn. I'm watching. He snags it, see if it goes all the way. Game's over, throws in the stands. <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm screaming right there. I'm like, we're going to the Super Bowl. Just going fucking nuts, dude. That shit was so much fun. I mean, look at the crowd. Bro, yeah, look at that shit. Imagine the energy in there. Imagine that shit. It was wild. Think. I'm just picturing you running a better that, guy. I'm just picturing you running that route. Like, let's just get this fucking shit over with, man. I just want to see this. Pass. Yeah, I'm like, bro, like, snap it. Like, you don't want to call a timeout. I'm like, snap it, snap it, snap it. I just got to get out of here. Make sure I hold Clinton Dix down. I mean, do nothing. Get out of here. Boom. And there it is. There we go, that's, bro. To the Super Bowl we go. To the Super Bowl you went, and that's those are the kind of stories you're gonna get when you listen to. Uh, to the to the full podcast because like you said where that's that's not going to get clipped on social that's not going to get put out anywhere that's that's all you're going to get right here on episode five of of all time and we'll keep this rolling a little bit we're about 50 minutes in i think we got another 15 maybe 20 left in this year all right luke you want to play a game love to play a game we gotta play a game it's my favorite it's my favorite sunday night put it out monday morning game one sentence or less we're gonna go through Every game that took place this NFL week, and we're going to try to give our takes on it in one sentence or less. It rarely works out, but you know the rules. We've already done Vikings-Colts, uh, so we'll start with the Saturday games. Browns-Ravens. I, I'm a little worried about – I'm getting worried about the Ravens. I actually – I cashed out a Super Bowl future I had on the Ravens. I never cash out Super Bowl futures, but I I took them at 20-1 to 1 in August. They were, sit, they were at 20-1 to 1 last week, and I was just looking at it, and I was like – it's this just isn't going to happen, and the, the Ravens just feel like they're in such a weird spot. Without Lamar, it's very very tough. Um, but the reality is, I still think they're kind of good, dude. I mean, you look at it, and it's like they ran for two hundred fucking yards. Like this team with Lamar. This team with Lamar will be will be fine. Well, I think they win the Super Bowl, no, but they're still a very good team. I'm gonna flip one on you, man. Yeah. What's more scary is Deshaun Watson, bro. I don't like about talking it? about Deshaun, yeah. but he better pick it up quick, bro, because they're gonna run his ass out of motherfucking town. Oh yeah. I mean, he's been terrible since he's been back. He's been terrible, bro. And the weird thing is, it was like he's shaking the rust off. You know what? You had ten weeks off or whatever the fuck it was. You should be watching film, ready to come in here, chomping at the bit. Instead, you look like Mary's lost a little lamb back there. Can't yeah, there's, there, feel bad. There's there's no there's no reason why physically he shouldn't be 
as like sharp as attack and ready to go. Like there's been nothing physically hindering him over the last however long that he wasn't playing. Uh, the fact that he's not playing all that well, I, you know, yeah. Oh, oh well, you hate to see it, right? You, you truly do. Yeah. Bills, Dolphins. Uh, let's start. Dolphins. Very strange how they go from being that bad to looking okay. They looked okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think the of the Bills? whole heater stuff? What do you think of the whole heater stuff? I thought it was a little overblown that the that they it brought heaters to LA yeah, and, and a, all that shit. They had a, that was very very strange. I think people were making something out of nothing. To be honest, like if dudes want to have heaters on the sideline, even if it's not super cold, sometimes I would like a heater just you know keep the body warm. Like not from a it's cold out of play, but it's like, I mean if it's a light heat, and this is the other thing. Every single bench that I sat on in my NFL career had heaters on it. The only difference is whether or not they were turned the fuck on. So I'm like, what heaters do these guys bring? So I guess that's the thing is like, as someone who like, I'm in, I'm in, I've been in sports media for three years. I've followed sports media very closely for a very long time. I've never heard of a story like this where it's uh, a, a team going and playing a game in LA and there's talks about heaters. Like it just felt like something that I never heard before. And for some reason it didn't like, it, it felt like bait almost where it was like, Oh, the Miami team is going to Buffalo. They, they don't want to play in the cold and all that stuff. So like, that's, that's, that's the thing the, the, every bench you sat on was heated. They, it, like they're all heated benches. It's just a matter of if they're on or off. Yeah. 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 There's certain, if, if you see just a regular ass bench, it's not heated, but it was weird. They would just add those extra seats. The main two benches, the big white ones, and every team has them. I've never seen a team that doesn't have them. Yeah. They're heated benches. That's why I'm like, bro, what extra heater did they bring? And again, like, you know those big-ass fans that like look like they're blowing fire? You ever seen those? I don't know yeah. if those are the heaters that they brought, but it's like, okay, who gives a shit? They want to blow a fucking Mad Max heater because that's what they look like on the side of the fucking sideline. Who gives a shit? Not my problem. Like we're in LA, you know. You're. It, it was absurd, bro. I don't know what media pundit out there. Were you gonna Were you gonna do a Bills thing? Do you have a Bills take from this game as well? Yeah, we can do two I do. sentences on this one. One on the Dolphins, one on the Bills. So there you go. What's What's I'm your gonna ask take? you a question, bro. Yeah. Why are the Bills considered? the best team in the AFC. Like, what about this team makes you go, wow, this team's fucking sick. Uh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Josh Allen. The they got a good, they got a, yeah, the run so game so. leaves some to be desired. Gabriel Davis, They're like Gabe Davis late, lately even hasn't been doing all that much. Um, the defense boring cast around defense. The defense has always been solid. 130 to Raheem Mostert. Von yeah, Miller's was... out. Can't stop the run. Yeah. Their secondary is average. What is it, bro? I don't know what I it is. I don't know. I don't know what it is. They make a ton of mistakes. They got a punt block two weeks ago. I, I, I just don't get it, bro. I think the NFL's raked, bro. Shit. I know I'm not allowed to say that, but I'm like, bro, not rigged, but I'm like, they're making storylines out of nothing. They're making storylines out of nothing, bro. Elaborate. The Bills get the one seed. Bro, 
this Bills thing, everyone's like, Bills year, Bills year. Why? Because it's so much fun to follow in the Bills Mafia in Blase, Blase. Like, uh, I mean, I look at this team. Let's go. Beat Cleveland by seven. Beat the Lions by three. Beat the – this is their last. They've won one, two, three, four, five. Five in a row. I mean, the Lions by three. Patriots by 14, the Jets by eight, the Dolphins by three, they got the Bears. I mean, I don't know, man. I I think that they can win the Super Bowl. I'm not trying to hate on them. Everyone knows I love hating on them. But to me, they just got to show a lot more. Like, it's very, very strange to me. Here's, Here's one for you. With this offense... This season, they've played 14 games so far. Yeah, that's right. How many times do you think they've scored more than 30 points? More than 30. Uh, why don't you tell me? Five. If you count an overtime loss to Minnesota, that they scored 30 on the dot. It's six. Like, again, bro, when I, I when they keep talking, like, yo, this – you tell me they've they've scored thirty points in almost half of their games, and you got an issue with that? This is a tough league. Thirty points is a bro, lot. Thirty points almost is a lot half of, points. of their games. Five of fourteen is not almost half, bro. Six. You said six. You said six. One. If you two. One, two. Three, four, five, five, and if you count Minnesota, they scored thirty on the dot in a loss. Bro, again, they're a good ass team. But people be talking like, bro, it's clear cut. It's clear cut. Them are the Chiefs. It's not clear cut. In that AFC, anyone can beat anyone. The Chiefs can get beat. The Chiefs can beat everyone. The Bills can get beat. The Bills can beat everyone. The Bengals can beat anyone in this league. And guess who I think the number four team is in my head now? The fucking Chargers, bro. Chargers. Yep. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert. Ain't nobody trying to see that shit. The Chargers can can beat all of those teams and can be beat by all of those teams. The Ravens with Lamar can beat all of those teams and get beat by all of those teams. And I'm going to throw there. They're probably the worst team there. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are not a pushover. Doug Peterson got these boys playing hard. They're not in the same league as the teams I just said. But you get what I'm saying where I'm like, bro, I'm sick and tired let me clarify. Everybody's like, oh, it's two, it's a two-dog race. This ain't no two-dog race, bro. And the next thing I will say is Buffalo is going to be much harder to beat in a dome. But they don't play in a dome. They play in Buffalo. Like hypothetically speaking, if Baltimore has to go to Buffalo and it's a snow game, a true snow game. Yeah. I'm not you saying they can't the win. Bills. You take the Bills. The same With way. Lamar. Yeah, the same way that With when the Lamar? Ravens went to Buffalo in the playoffs two years ago and lost there. Two years ago. Yeah. That Bro, was that have was you seen dude, this, that was have you seen this Baltimore defense with Roquan Smith in it? It's disgusting, bruh. It's disgustingly good. Lamar comes back, they only got to score 20, 24 points, bro. This defense is legit and mean, bro. And tell trust me. When you wake up every morning, you got to go to work in Owings Mills, Maryland. You naturally get mean. 
place stinks. Nice facility, nice facility, but Owings Mills, not the place to be. Trust me on that. Chipotle is uh, a delicacy there. I'll have to take your word on that. I haven't had Chipotle too too many times in my life, actually. I think I've only had it's it like once or twice. Though. It's overrated. It's good, yeah. but it's overrated. Yeah. What's your like go to like fast food kind of thing there, bro? I'm a big. I'm a big like. I will. I will seek out the local spots now. Like when I came down to LA, my goal yeah. was to never go to Starbucks because in my hometown, that's hard. It's very very hard. I find it hard in Ontario. And but you down like here Starbucks? In LA, that shit ain't hard. Krispy Kreme for Alec Reed. You did read that. I do like a Krispy Kreme donut. It's been years I've had one. That was yeah, mid I mean, mid I don't mind Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, but here's my thing, bro. If I'm in LA, like there's all sorts of non-corporate things that go to they they probably don't get, you know, their their ingredients from corporate chills that are poisoning our shit. So you support you support local? Yeah, but not on like the I'm a hippie, I support local. I support no, local like, I think it's I think it's better. Yeah. yeah. What else? What next game you got for me, bro? How about the Lions? I think we should do a. I think we should do a gentleman's wager. Gentleman's wager on the Detroit Lions. Do the Lions? I'm going to ask you this first. Do the Lions? Their next two games are Carolina, and uh, the Bears. Chicago. Do the Lions win both? No, it's not. It's not. No. Which one do they blow? They're going to lose to the Panthers. I got him losing the Bears. But okay, let's that'll be our gentleman's wager. Yeah. And then here's my last question. Let's play this out just for fun. Yep. I know where you're going. Let's with say this. the Packers, which this is a big if, beat the Dolphins next week. And then they gotta go back and beat the Vikings. Let's say the Packers do that. Again, that's not a for sure. The Seahawks are definitely going to lose to the Chiefs, in my opinion. And I don't say that very Often, I think I pick them to win every single week, no matter who they play. So the Seahawks go. They got the Chiefs. And then their last two games, I believe, are – I've got it fired up right here – are going to be – I know the last one, I think, is the Rams and the Jets. The Jets first. So let's say that the Seahawks lose to the Chiefs and lose to the Jets. Okay. Boom. So now they're 7-9. and nine. Um, The Commanders are the only other team that are in front of the – uh, pack in the Lions right now, correct? That I'm talking for that last spot. Yep. The Commanders have a very tough schedule. Very tough schedule. Uh oh. Niners. Commanders. My, yeah, Niners and um Cleveland and Dallas. Now it could be you know Dallas who they play. Let's say they lose to the Niners, lose to Cleveland. Deshaun figures out how to play football. Lions slip up. Pack versus Detroit. Last game of the year. Wins. Could be a playoff game. Who wins, bro? I hate. I, I got like I, I'm. I gotta take Green Bay. No. Yeah, you got to. History really tells me Green Bay Detroit. wins that game. And that hurts. It hurts because I work. I work with some some Lions fans. They're good people. I just I can't get myself to believe in the team. 
I can't get myself to to believe in the jersey. I mean, it's crazy that, in my opinion, the Detroit motherfucking Lions are going to make the playoffs and should legitimately end the season on a one, two, three, four, five, six-game win streak. And having won nine of their last ten, the loss, a three-point loss to the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving. A game that they should have won. The funny thing, though, is I would venture to say that every single game that they lost just this year, they should have won. Not everyone, but most of them. Remember when they lost to Minnesota early in the season? Yeah. It's big bad. Yeah, I, it's Dan Campbell, man. They've they've figured it out. They've but they're aggressive. They're aggressive, and it just it feels like you go to that well one too many times. There's gonna be it's I think it's just gonna take one play. Bingo. Right? It's just gonna Bingo. take Bingo. And you're dead. And it's you know one fourth down absurdity. But hey, hey man, we try to catch long shot parlays. They're trying to rip off nine straight wins or six straight wins to end the season and make the playoffs. I don't, you know, more power to the yeah. Detroit Lions. But let's let's keep the game moving here, Luke. We are playing a game, everyone's favorite game, one sentence or less. And I feel like this one might be a sentence or less. Saints Falcons. Saints 21, Falcons 18. I mean, bro, it's terrible division, terrible football, terrible all the way around. And I'm just thankful that the defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons is okay. For those of you who don't know, their defensive coordinator had a collision. I believe he's like 70-something pregame and was put on a stretcher neck brace and immediately sent to the hospital. And the Falcons – proceeded to give up, I believe, two touchdowns in the first fucking minutes of the game. And I'm like, Jesus. They ended up figuring it out, being able to hold a 21. But that whole division is just an absolute gong show. Yeah, the Falcons are an abomination. And I lost the same game parlay by a half yard in that game. To would have been 40-1 to one that would have cashed. So I'm cool to yeah. never speak about that game again. Steelers... Panthers, Steelers go to Carolina, win 24 to 16. And, and Mitch Trubisky looked good. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky looked good. I mean, let's Seven. get the stat line on, on Mitch, bro. I'm about to get it out. 17 of 22 for a buck 79. Yeah, he looked good. How many picks? None. Yeah, no turnovers, no Zero. touchdowns. And that was that was the issue the week before, right? He had the two uh, red zone interceptions. QBR eighty three five, quarterback rating over 100, 100.4. I mean, again, is when I say Mitchy Trubisky looked good. Um, we're talking relative terms here. He yeah. controlled the game. You know, he was efficient. Only five incompletions. They ran for one fifty six. I mean, this it, it's Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, I guess, with the Steelers. Mike and Tomlin, the, again, I, I would give Mike Tomlin coach of the year every year, man. I don't know how he does. This team should be 0-15 right now. Oh, he still hasn't had injury. that. Yeah. Don't have a quarterback. It's crazy, man. He still hasn't ha- had a losing record yet, right, as a head coach. That's the that's the stat coming into this year. The win brought them to 6-8, and eight, so they have to run the table to finish 9-8. and eight. I feel like that's 
something in terms of like a motivation fact that uh, Steelers might be trying a little, little harder down the stretcher than your average six and eight team. Vegas, Baltimore, Cleveland. That's her final three. Vegas, Baltimore, Cleveland. Yeah, not happening. Not happening. Um, Eagles, Bears. Big takeaway from this game. Obviously, the news that we found out today, had we recorded this yesterday, we would have missed it. Jalen Hurts. Looks like he's going to be out for some time. Um, How? What is the official injury designation on, on our guy? Jalen Hurts. Sprained shoulder. Yeah. It's not considered a long-term injury, a source said. If Hurts can't play Christmas Eve, Gardner Minshew will get the call. Kind of wild. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for a team like the Eagles at this point of the season, it seems like, right? They're 13-1. and one. They, got, they got their foot on the gas looking to get the one seed. They're looking to win their division as well. It's just a matter of staying healthy and not that there ever is a time for your star quarterback to have a shoulder injury, but it seems like worst case scenario, he'll miss the rest of the regular season. He should be back for the playoffs. So, you know, that's going to work in their favor. Kind of wild, man. Yeah, I got I got no take on that game. I want to get your early thoughts, actually. Eagles-Giants next week. Garner Minshew, currently a six-point underdog. Travels to Dallas. Oh, sorry, sorry. I think you said yeah. Eagles Giants, Eagles Cowboys. Eagles Cowboys next week. Yeah, with Minshew, I, I gotta roll with the boys, man. Coming off a fresh loss, chum in the water. Again, team's got a blueprint to win games. Zeke, Pollard. I mean, I think I sleep a little bit on Philly's defense, but the reality is. The boys are pretty good. I don't give a damn that they just lost, dude. This team is very, very good at football. They play well. They have a very good scheme. They need to they take the ball away. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball offensively. Defensively, they got to figure some things out. But I don't think they have bad players. Like I don't think it's a talent thing. I know they have a good coach, Dan Quinn, as their deep coordinator. So I, I really like the boys. In fact, the Cowboys and the Eagles, to me, are the only two teams in the NFC. And, and, and the... Niners. Niners, a healthy Niners, a Brock Purdy-led Niners, at least with Debo back. So until we get Debo back, I'm going to put a pause on that. But right now, the Niners and the Eagles are the only two teams that I think could go into the AFC and cause some damage. Is that fair? Yeah. Sorry, I said that wrong. The Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah, I think the Niners need Debo back. Purdy, yeah, I, I think mean, the, it's a tough situation, bro. I think I, I think, think the Niners, Niners defense. defense is incredible, but like, yeah, well, this offense they have limitations now with Purdy. I know he's looked really good. They do have limitations with them. They're simply not going to call the exact same shit that they do with Jimmy. And now you take out Debo, who's a tremendous playmaker. And it, essentially, Elijah Mitchell's hurt right now. So you're, yep. which is not a, still not bad, but you're down to CMC, Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk are your three guys. Very good three, but yeah, 
Purdy delivering the ball. I mean, everyone was like, he played great against the Seahawks. I'm like, bro, he didn't even throw for, I don't think for 200 yards. Or he might have been at 212. Does that sound right? Yeah, uh, regardless of what the number is. But the thing is, is like, if he can just make the throws that he has to make, the system, like, it's the it's almost the definition of being a system quarterback. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo look fine at Nick Mullins. Now Brock Purdy. Um, okay, I feel you, it like? but it's new NFL, yeah. bro. Who the hell is winning a Super Bowl as system quarterback now? Oh, the New England Patriots did it six times. Thank you for putting no, that on the bro. team for me. I appreciate that. Bro, Thank you so they much. Didn't. Tom Brady is system quarterback? <laughs> Tom Brady is the system. I'm just I'm exactly. just a troll sometimes. Uh system quarterbacks to win. Yeah. It's that defense, man. It's that defense. Look at this. There it Bro, is. You just you just jinxed us with that anti Tom Brady energy, so I had to I had to take it out. No, 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 no. Tom Brady's the GOAT. He's the best quarterback of all time. I good yeah. job. Good job. We're back. He's the, he's we're the, the man. Expect. We're back. By the way, give me the Eagles on the money line. Against the Cowboys on Sunday, I'll 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 go head to head with you on that happily. If they win the game, if they win the game, they clinch the one seed. Um, and they just lost their like I like I Hertz isn't going to play, but it's the ultimate. Let's just let's just roll the Dallas win the one seed, celebrate there, and then we can just get healthy, and nothing else matters. Yeah. But we can we can dive into that on Wednesday. We'll see the. My view on that might change, but as of right now, uh, like the Eagles are six point dogs, and I'm I'm loving it because I I will I, I I badly want to take that money line. Uh, moving on, Chiefs Texans. Chiefs walk it off in overtime. How do the Texans only have one win this year? They're frisky, I mean, man. Bro, they just they just almost beat the Cowboys and then almost beat the Chiefs. They're frisky. Playing good ball. They're playing good ball. Chiefs gotta Chiefs gotta keep rolling. Could the Texans clip the, the Titans this week? Anyone there's a team the like playing. like a team playing, like you said, a team playing good ball against a team playing kind of bad ball at the moment. I hear you. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Jags Cowboys. I mean, bro, shout out to Jags. Listen, in this league, dude. Everyone wants to talk about individuals, the branding, this, that, and the other. Here's something you don't talk about. You don't talk about what happens when you get a coach that everybody plays hard for. And clearly that's happening with Doug Peterson right now. The boys yeah. are playing for Dougie P. Facts. Big bro. It's all over the, all over the film. They could have quit again. They made some big plays late down the stretch. I don't think it's a reason to panic for the, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I will say – I'm sorry for the Cowboys. I will say the Jags are really piquing my interest. Trevor Lawrence looks like the guy everybody has billed him to be. So I'm happy for him. Yeah. And actually, it's it was funny. I heard you and Jay talk about it um, right after the game. Like, you know, we were looking at the schedule when the season came out. I was like, like Jags, Jets, Thursday night football, classic NFL, like stinker. This might be one of the better, like one of the more important games of the week. Huge game, right? Like all of a sudden, Bro, the Jags tight. win Thursday night. There's all like all the pressure in the world falls on Tennessee against the Texans. All the pressure in the world. It's really crazy, bro. Crazy. Uh, Lions, Jets. We've already done the Lions talk, so we can skip that. Broncos, Cardinals. How much time did you spend watching this game? 
Uh, I watched zero snaps of it. Beautiful. As someone who live bet the under, I was disappointed with the amount of points in the second half. That's pretty much my only take on the game. <laughs> it's fair. It's very fair. Uh, Raiders Patriots. We've done all the Raiders stuff. We can skip that. Uh, New England season ending like that. I is just is perfect. I I would Tickles love that out. every year if they could have their season end like that every year. Chargers Titans wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty, but it was a good Sunday for the Chargers. They get the win. The the Jets lose. The Patriots lose. On paper, great day for the Chargers. A win is always a win, but we've just alluded to it a couple times. Like the Titans kind of look shitty and they struggle to get by them. So, you know, they get out with the win at least, but you, you would have liked for it to I'm look a little better. I'm surprised that they were able to hold this team to that amount of points. Like, hats off. Hats. I mean, Henry ran for 100 yards and had a couple other big plays. Like, bro, usually this team can at least put up a 20 points when you run for 100 yards. You know, this defense is not that good. The Chargers defense two weeks ago was ranked like the worst defense in the NFL, I think. Now, all of a sudden, they've had two decent weeks in a row. Yeah, and if 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 the defense does – if the defense holds up their end of the bargain – You'd hope the offense will, you know, get everything firing. They got the weapons, and they're they're scary, man. They're they could be scary because I think they're going to no get question. Um, oh, for sure. They just better not puke on themselves. Bengals, Bucks, Joe Burrow flipping I mean, the script Bengals. on Tom Brady. Bengals are goading right now. Goading. They're doing it again. They're doing yes. it again. They, yes, um, they are. They they print winners. Eh? They're they're nineteen and three, I believe, against the spread in their last twenty two games. All they do the is Bengals cover. are. Yeah, all they do is cover. It's it's love insane. That. I uh, love that Giants Manders. Let's let's wrap up on referee. Giants. Yeah, let's 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 wrap up on referee. Giants Commanders. Questionable refereeing, but that being said, I think Brian Dable deserves a prize, man. This is a weird one. Yeah. Because when he does that and moves up, usually they're like, yo, move up more. Move up. Like, it's very, just so you know, there's a lot of conversation that goes on out there. Not that I was split out a ton, but I was split out quite a bit. And if I was on the line, like, you look and point, and you're like, hey, you good? And they'll be like, yeah, you're good. And if you're not, they will say to you, move up half a yard. Move up. Move up. And it looks like he does that. For those, again, for those not watching, producer Alec has pulled up the clip from Sunday Night Football. Terry McLaurin uh, lined up behind the line of scrimmage. He looks over at the ref. He he gives the point that we see wide receivers give, the acknowledgement of, like, am I on the line? It looks like the ref kind of gestures, ge- gestures to him and says, like, move up a bit. McLaurin moves up, extends his hand out again, gives the thumbs up. Now, McLaurin doesn't look over after giving the, the second thumbs up to like get the confirmation that he's good. And the ref then immediately just throws the flag. And like, it's as really he should, weird, McLaurin just turns to him and, and presumably says to him, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I, I just asked you if I was good. You told me to move up. I moved up. And very bizarre. Very, very as someone, the whole thing. As someone who was sitting there needing a Brian Robinson anytime touchdown, I see him 
across the plane. I look over. And the I boys my... needed Slayton for 15 yards. Yeah, I grabbed my phone to text my good pal, former NFL tight end Luke Wilson, and I'm, t- I'm typing it out. Like, we're live. This game's going over. I look up. There's a flag. How does it, like, yeah, you were saying, like, you, you, weren't, you weren't split out all that often, but, like, I mean, I was split out quite a bit. Communi- yeah, how's that communication hey, dude, get again, lost? It's not a secret. Like, you literally sit there, and you get on the ball, and you look over, and you're like, yo. And a lot of times, you'll just point at me, like, yo, I'm on, man. I'm on. And he'll be like, yeah, you're good. And if you're not, which is rare, he'll be like, yo, move up a yard. Or you'll look and be like, am I good? Yeah, I'm good. Or move up. It's very strange, man. The whole thing is very, very strange. I think part of what happened with um, Scary Terry there was that because there was other, there's a shift and a motion, he wants yeah. to be careful of moving up while that motion is going on. Because then if guys aren't set, there's like that whole illegal motion thing. Yeah. But still, dude, just very, very bizarre. The whole thing was really, really strange. Can can I can I just like a complaint about the league? Yes. That like of course. that had no impact Effect on, on play. the play Agreed. at yes. all. I don't I wanna, like that's my thing. See, is if it, yeah. he would have ran a route, like let's say he runs a fade route, now you can't press him. Throw it. Sure. Anything. Throw it. But bro, that was so like nothing. Whether he was on, off, whether he was 10 yards past line of scrimmage or 10 yards off it, irrelevant to the situation. You don't throw the flag yeah. there. And, you know, it's even, and, and, and I know this doesn't matter, but it, like, the quality of the product takes a hit there because now we've just had this entire game and it's going to come to an end on a two point conversion between two bitter divisional rivals that are playing again to the playoffs. And it's all going to come down to one play. And if that one play is successful, we're going to get more yes. football. We're going to go to overtime. We're going to get more more everything. And instead, we throw a five-yard flag on something that just flat out had nothing to do with the play, and the game's over. And, and, and yes. then on the next play, they miss the P.I. It's just... The, ne- the P.I. might have been more egregious. Oh, the P.I. was was stupidly egregious but i mean i will say i think that the giants aren't that good and that they shouldn't have been there i mean like the commander should have been able to find a way to win this game or it doesn't come down to that shit but i gotta give a shout to brian dable because somehow he takes a very very minimally talented giants team and keeps them in almost every game and now houses them about to secure up the sixth seed in the playoffs. Shout out Brian Dable. And I think he was born in well in Ontario or something like that. Shout out Brian Dable. Shout out Brian Dable. Indeed. Well, I think we're good, Luke. Yeah, I think we're good. You got anything else on your chest? You want to, you want to get off any, anything else before we uh, wrap this up? Yes. No, I don't. Sorry. I think let's wrap it up. Very nice. We can wrap this up. This has been episode five of all time. What an episode. We touched on a little bit of everything like we tend to do. We'll be back yeah, at it Wednesday. The fellas, this trip. Fellas yeah, trips. fellas trips. Vegas fellas trips. trips. We did everything. Kanye West, Russell Westbrook. We'll be back at it Wednesday. We might have a guest. We might not. 
We'll figure it out. We always tend to do it. We'll see you guys then. Peace. Peace.